Hello and welcome to Toshi Station Radio, where we sell power converters and talk about X-Wing. Some changes to regulations have caused a recall for all of our power converters, and thank the maker, nothing ever changes in X-Wing, right? Well, we've got some news. We've got points updates. We've got rules changes, scenario updates, and a major Midwestern tournament recap. Let's get into it. I'm Matt Newt. I'm Doug Howe. I'm Alex Smittle. And I'm Port Jenkins. And hey, let's get into it. Outside of X-Wing, though, what have we all been up to lately? Not much. Yeah. I did literally nothing for a full week. Yeah, you were absolutely laid low. The what, flu. what hit you? The Ugh. flu. Brutal. Yep. Literally Dude. slept for 16 hours a day for five days straight. I'm jealous. Cough on me. Sneeze on me. Greg, you're Disease. so far away. Disease me, bro. I could use a nap. <laughs> I realize if you get sick, your kids don't just go away, right? Oh, yeah, true. True, 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 true. Uh, you know, being sick when you also still have to take care of kids has got to be the worst, especially with the ages that Archer and Lily are now, because I can imagine the moment you get even slightly debilitated, they're smart enough now to realize they can take advantage of it. <laughs> yeah, well, to be honest, like... How uh, devious are your children, Greg? Oh, Lillian is the... I can see it in her eyes. She has begun this, like... <laughs> This wild streak where she'll she knows she knows what no is because a couple weeks ago she would cry when I would tell her and now she looks at me smiles and then does it even faster and I'm just like this is the evolution of yeah just like this child is just gonna be and then we went to a park today and she took off and she was like climbing up steps and crap she just started walking on her own I was gonna say already she is climbing yeah. steps. Oh, she's flies. gonna be crazy. She's gonna jump off some really high stuff and break some limbs. I guarantee it. <laughs> Oy vey. I'm gonna have to teach that girl some good parachute landing falls. Uh, <laughs> well, while uh, you were taking their kids to the park and having uh, fun parental duties, and Alex was getting over the plague, Doug and I went out to St. Louis this weekend for the Midwest Scrub Down. Uh, tournament put on by our friends at the Midwest Scrubcast. Uh, props to Matt and Dan and Emily and Clint. Uh, Gold Squadron streamed it. So we had how many total people ended up uh, showing up to play? Doug? 38. 38. Uh, the points dropped like two hours before we rode there practically. So, uh, we both did make day two, which is surprising for me because I have flown this five ship rebel list to 12 straight losses before heading to uh st louis and i was debating even on the trip there debating i've got till tonight should i change up my list and i said no you know it's the last time this list is going to be points legal i'm i've stuck with it i've got reps i'm not going to make my usual mistake of switching to a new list before a tournament and it paid off for me uh paid off a lot better for doug i I'm, i got knocked out in the first round of the cut but uh doug here Boy, embarrassed myself on the final table. <laughs> Who hasn't okay. though? To be honest, like I haven't. That's mm. fair. Well, that's good. You should avoid trying to. You should. Avoid the only it. time I've made it to a final table, I've won. Well, that's <laughs> that's awesome. That's, that's really you good. Lost the final Salvador Smittle, or did you? That's fair. That was no, no, yeah, one, yeah. one and one. That wasn't on. That screen. wasn't embarrassing though. That was a I heck of a game. That was, that was pretty good. Yeah, there were some great games. Uh, 
Uh, some other locals made it out. Matt Ritz, who also made it into the cut, only to get cannibalized by Doug. And yeah, that was unfortunate. Which, to be fair, he was 17th in the top 16, but there was a drop. Um, yeah. But he had a great strength of schedule because he had to fight his way past... I think all his opponents also made it into the cut, practically. So, uh, yeah. I say in, uh, in terms of strength of schedule, an entertaining tidbit, uh, my father played his first ever 2.5 at this tournament. And uh, he went one and four, but he had a higher strength of schedule than me, uh, which I went undefeated in Swiss. Uh, that's because uh, four of his opponents made the cut. One of them just dropped. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Bob is apparently the good luck charm. Did uh, Josh Wise make it out? Josh did. and okay, uh, Josh- he, he, texted, he messaged me on Friday night to ask me to send him the archived Yasme. So I was like, and then he's like, I'll see you there. And I'm like, unfortunately, I'm not going to make it, but I'm glad he made it out. Yeah, so uh, Josh is a good friend of ours who has uh, been playing X-Wing kind of sporadically since 2.0 came out. No, since before that, actually. He was a 1.0 player as well. And uh, hadn't been able to play for quite a while, didn't do the online stuff as much during COVID, but has been getting back into it. This was his first time traveling for a tournament, and his very first round he gets put on stream against Kelly Fife, another first-time tournament guy who made it all the way into, I believe, the top eight. Uh, with a double shadow caster list, so props uh, to Kelly. I think he Fife. went down the top sixteen because I saw Did him play he? on the side event. But yeah, ah, okay, yeah, he made but, the cut either way. Yeah, he made he made the cut at his first big tournament. So Josh ended up going uh, 4 and one, which is uh, like I said, you travel to a tournament, you play it out, and to tell you something about him as a player, he had a great time the whole time. A lot of folks, when you're that far in the salt mines, they're, the reason they're called the salt mines, but. It actually was really heartening to see everybody there playing and having a mostly good time. Uh, I do feel we need to offer a bit of an apology to one of the players out there, uh, Matt Tantillo, if he's listening. He had the uh, poor luck to get Doug in the first round and me in the second round, and both of them were just steamroller matches that favored our lists incredibly over his. And uh, so... That that's just the way it happens. He was a great guy and a fun opponent to play, but sometimes the matchups just really go against you. Uh, but yeah, great tournament won by uh, Tommy Adams, who brought a list that I swore was going to just get rolled by everybody. But Tommy started out zero and two, and then submarined his way to a win with AP five Ezra in the tie. Carrying K2SO, which when you have a TIE fighter with force that can spend its action on jam, that's a really useful utility piece. But then he brought also a loaded out wedge, and I'm sorry, loaded out Luke and core and horn because of it being extended. And uh, yeah, that can uh, that can do some damage. Uh, I believe that Doug's game is, was streamed, so it's up on Twitch if uh, you want to get into it. <laughs> it uh. <laughs> It's a 20-minute final game, and not because of objectives being bad or anything. No, this is a 20-minute dogfight that went really hard in one direction. I, yeah, I, just, I engaged poorly, and Tommy capitalized on it really well. I would compare this to the time the Doug, time Doug smashed me on stream in Dallas. Like, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, so it's one of those that happens. But again, great tournament. Thank you to the Scrubs. Thank you to everybody that came out for it and to Miniature Market for hosting it. Uh, one of the things I also love is anytime that the uh, Scrubs are at a tournament or put on a tournament, they make cookies, and they're incredible. <laughs> Folks, you should tr- travel to St. Louis, 
for their cookies. We had what? Uh, there were the snickerdoodles. There were the Italian wedding cookies. They made some chocolate chips. They had some muffins as well. And a great swag bag for everybody also. Yeah, the swag bag was dope. Um, yeah, they knocked it out of the park with price support. They also did a, a raffle. Like they had um, pretty much everybody got a, got something from the prize wall. It was just which round did you get it from. Mm-hmm. Um, but tons of like custom dials and uh, ships and like carrying cases and alt arts and just like tons and tons of swag. Tokens, it, all sorts yeah, of stuff. Yeah, it was incredible. I got uh, two uh, Mudhorn dial covers in the raffle. And then I ended up winning the uh, the Mandalorian dial cover for being the highest placing finisher with a Mandalorian in their list. Uh, being Sabine, that I flew. And I was actually shocked. No one brought a Razor Crest. I thought everybody would be all over the new one. I saw more than a few gauntlets. But, uh, yeah, good times there. Uh, Doug won a bunch of store credit that he immediately cashed in for some Pathfinder books. And, uh, sure did. It was great. I, I bought myself a Razor Crest. So, good times there. Thanks to everybody who made that possible. Uh, following on that, Yeah, I wish though, I could have been there. Um, oh, no, we were Thanks fine. for sending me... That's rude. <laughs> Thanks for sending me the swag bag, guys. I still appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Well, you paid for it. and uh, Honestly, everybody there was actually asking about you two. Uh, more than once, I was playing a game and had somebody turn over and go, I thought I recognized that voice. And it's like, that's still weird, you guys. It is weird. I'm not used to it. Oh, hey, wait. I want to shout out a couple people. Uh, I want to shout out uh, Andrew Block, who I played. Uh, who's from uh, Atlanta, I think he said he was. Uh, I played him once in the Crate League and uh, came up that we were both coming here, and then we met in the in round four, and it was a crazy game. Um, like, he was ahead most of the time, and then I just, like, just barely snuck it out on the last turn to like, get to exactly 20 points. It was, it was a very, very good game. Super, Super nice guy. Super friendly guy. We were side commentating your final game. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, also to Nick Sperry of 312 in Chicago. Um, who also had to play both me and Doug. Yeah. Cubs fan! Uh, it was my game against him in the top four. Yeah, top mm-hmm. four. Um, was I think it was the first game of 2.5 where I legitimately should have lost the game. Like, if it was a, if it had been Chance Encounter or a 2.0 game, I would have lost. Uh, Wedge and Luke on my side were dead at the end of the game, and I won. Um, which they make up 11 of my 20 points. Uh, and are the heavy, heavy hitting pieces, points, right? Yeah, yeah thirteen. Uh, yeah. Seven, no, seven and six. Yeah, thirteen. That's how math works. Thirteen yeah, of my twenty points. It, <laughs> the the thing about that game, it was a uh, salvage mission game, and the the second to last turn, you had knocked two objectives off of two of his ships without killing them. I think it was like the first shield you'd done to him with crits, but that put a two point deficit. That meant the next turn was the deciding turn with the points you had, and that. It would have been 2020 at the end of that turn, except that you had the lead. And it was just an amazing dogfight. So was my game against Nick. And uh, I thought I was going to get absolutely rolled. Uh, but great guy. Uh, everybody there that I played, I had fun with. And uh, gosh, I wish we could do stuff like this more often. Yeah, for sure. It was it was a wonderful time. Huge, mm-hmm. huge shout out to the Scrubs for running it. They did an amazing job. Tournament ran super smooth. I think the Wi-Fi went out on on Sunday was the only real hiccup, which Dion was able to manage with a hotspot. But other than that, it was DMG. just sailing. Yeah. Um, on this one, I want to take the opportunity to shout out our next upcoming tournament on June 18th. Hopefully, this gives some warning, so maybe some out of town people can try to make it. Um, but yeah, Game Cafe, June 18th, standard tournament. 
Yeah, it's uh, another 2020 Star Champ kit. So the Metal Folks tokens are on the line, along with a bunch of First Order swag. And Game Cafe always, Game Cafe always does a great job with like store credit and stuff too. And it's it's just a great time. Indeed, and we'd love to have you. Absolutely, uh, good times all around. So with that, we uh, speaking of that tournament, it'll be run using the new 2.5 rules that'll be officially in play as of June 15th. But unofficially in play as of right now. No, yeah. Uh, so let's go over those a little bit. I know that for the past couple of weeks, we've been talking about different ships and different factions, and that all just got, like, our last... Yeah, we never even got to scum. So, like, yeah, <laughs> our last four episodes are now completely outdated. So, uh... As much as that it is. Indeed, that's, that's how the game goes. But, uh, first let's talk about some of the changes to scenarios. Uh, Alex, why don't you go over some of the ones that they've announced? Um, well, the biggest thing is overall, you cannot score points off of objective markers on turn one, on round one. You also, you can't pick up cargo either, correct? Or claim a Yeah, points. essentially you can't interact with objectives in any way on yeah. turn one. Just to slow down the game just a tick, I think it's fine. Um, I don't know if it was necessary yet, but uh, they made the choice and I'm fine with it. Yeah, Doug, you actually had a good explanation of why this was probably made. Yeah, I mean, it's speculation. Um, I know Fly Better is going to have the devs on, uh, I think, for next Tomorrow, week. as we're recording. Yeah, they're interviewing it, interviewing them tomorrow. But uh, So they'll, I'm sure, clarify some more. But uh, my initial thoughts for it is that, uh, I mean, a lot of the community uh, thought that turn zero was a little too punishing, which I, I think I agree with. Um, and that extra turn of being able to like correct your position a little bit is really helpful for that. And then in addition, like fast ships just have such an advantage right now in particular, like the action scenarios, um, because they're just able to get out onto the board so much faster. Uh, and so now slower lists have a turn to actually get into position before the actual, you know, claiming starts. Um, so I think both of those things kind of help bring other ships into the meta, which is nice. All right. Uh, speaking of the action-based objectives, Scramble, Scramble of the Transmissions got a big change with the number of objectives being reduced from five to three, and now, if you take an action on an, uh, an objective your opponent has claimed, it just automatically flips to your control. No more yeah, having no to more roll. roll. Yep. Yeah, and oh, believe me, that would have changed so hard the game, the scramble. Game I, I have again. definitely below a fifty percent success rate on that, which is it's a seventy five percent chance to succeed, right? So, or sixty six percent chance. To succeed. No, so, something like that. It's seventy five. Yeah, currently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but and lowering it down to three objectives also really helps prevent the snowballing effect that Scramble can have, where um, I think Scramble is the one where I've most seen somebody will get control of, like, four or even five objectives for a turn or two and yeah. just runs away in points. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've seen that happen with the Salvage as well. Those two are the two big. Yeah. Uh, salvage had some changes to it that it previously was that you could not perform advanced maneuvers while towing a crate. Now, you can perform advanced maneuvers, but you cannot slam. You couldn't before. You cannot yeah, be coordinated. Right. And, it currently is no advanced maneuvers. You cannot be coordinated to, and you can't slam. Yeah. Now, you cannot slam. 
you cannot be coordinated to. If you no, pick you up, can be coordinated. You can be coordinated. Oh, no, you, you can. Okay, you can yeah, be coordinated. Now it is you, just you cannot boost, barrel roll, slam, or cloak. That's the right. only restriction. And if you are cloaked when you pick up, uh, you take the toe action. You immediately decloak or discard your cloak token. Maybe you just discard your cloak token. Okay. Oh, good. Because immediately Which, decloaking, uh, you be like, I'm going to pick it up and two yeah, boost. Uh, thematically, it makes a lot of sense. Like, how are you picking up a cargo that everybody while you're cloaked, while yeah. you're cloaked, and nobody notices? Like, yeah. Everyone's <laughs> like, oh, it's the one. It's the one right above the cargo, the invisible ship above the cargo. Yeah, especially, <laughs> I might be wrong, but isn't cloaking in Star Wars more of like you're just invisible to sensors rather yeah. than the, the you're usually level. like painted black, but yeah, you're not invisible to the naked eye. Like you're not invisible. To be fair, being painted black in space is a pretty good. Yeah, although I believe in Clone Wars, there's the one ship that actually does go invisible. Yeah, in that one episode. Um, who knows with the new canon? Like, who does okay. the old canon? I could be wrong. I'm sure somebody will tell us because we're putting this on the internet, and there's Indeed. that guy's law. <laughs> yeah. And then also, uh, chance engagement. Now, if you are in the range two bubble of the center, uh, that center objective, starting on the second round, you get a point. It's not if you're the only person. If you're the only person, you get two points. But uh, it means that if you are charging into the center to do your shooting, your points are going to go up. Yeah, it speeds up chance a little bit, which is by far the slowest scenario mm-hmm. in terms of number of rounds. So probably yeah. a solid change. Yeah. Uh, Greg, have you had a chance to look over some of the new rules and uh, changes? Um, I have. I have only... Um... I'm kind of a hands-on, so when I see these like written down, I don't always like comprehend them. Uh, All right. And so, uh, I, I mean, I'm excited to to get to get stuff on the table and try to try out the. Yeah. Of the changes uh, that we've been that, that's been announced, what's uh, what's jumping out at you as something that you think is going to make a big change? Um, actually, ions. Yes. Uh, oh, a big. Go ahead. Yeah, the big ion change of the you could use banks now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, well, okay. So it's kind of poorly worded how it works, and I was having a bit of an argument with the Iron Man Matt Carey today about it. But I think, as it's written, it states that when you for an ionized ship, you still set the maneuver on its dial because you set the maneuvers for all your ships. You don't assign that dial to the ship. Now. When a ship that is ionized activates, you refer, you flip over that dial and you refer to the maneuver that is dialed in and you perform either a one straight or a one bank based on the direction of that maneuver. It's still an option. No, the direction. I'm Uh, guessing this was an accidental removal in the rules reference because now what do you do if you somehow manage to remove an ion token before you activate? Like, my guess is that they they just accidentally deleted something and the whole dial side will be the same as before. There's still three and a half weeks before these rules are finalized. Right. You still set that dial. It's just not technically assigned to the ship. I think it's, it's obvious to me at least. And again, I could be wrong with how this ends up being interpreted, but it's obvious the idea that you set the dial just in case your ions go away before you move, which is possible with, uh, things like snapshot and Fenrau crew, for example, uh, or, uh, yeah, like the there there are a couple niche interactions that can do it, but but to, for the actual mechanic of if you're ionized, I would think of it like a side slip on like an HMP or a rotate on a rock for a droid. Yeah, like so you're you're setting a dial in a direction which is where you want your one speed to go, and mm-hmm. it's either a straight or a bank in that direction. 
Right, and zero stops count as straight. So no yeah, trying, think, no trying to cheese it with talon rolls. Yeah, that's the big thing that I think is why they just accidentally deleted that section is like the the specific call out to dialing in a zero stop. Like yeah. otherwise, they would say pick a direction or a straight maneuver. Yeah. Uh, uh, another change is that mm. when you get ionized, now it breaks any locks you have, and you cannot acquire or maintain locks while you're ionized, which. Uh, means that if I'm ionized and one of my allies hits a tracer missile, I don't get a lock. Because I'm ionized. My my power is down. I can't have my targeting computer active. I really like that. It yeah. Seems, it seems thematic. It seems... Uh... To clarify, um, just to make sure, it breaks all the locks that you have, not the locks... Yes, not locks on you. It's not like passing through a gas cloud. Yeah, it's right. all the locks that you're holding. Yeah. It's yeah, just kind of neat. It's just another thing. Um, I think it's fine. Like... Yeah. You don't want to be ionized, and this gives you another reason to not be ionized. Like, I, yeah. and it thematically makes perfect sense. Somebody brought up on one of the fly better discussions that it kind of creates some interesting control aspects. If, like, say for example, you're a wedge with an ion torpedo, and they you you're against an alpha strike list, you can ion a ship that's about to torpedo you to break the lock, oh. so they can't torpedo you. Back. Oh yeah, that's actually really cool because then it makes ion do another thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At you the know, same like, time, I think it. I like. I. I really like the ion change because it also helps. Like ion is always going to kind of feels bad because you don't get to set your dial. Like you're you're just forced into a very small decision window. But it's better mm -hmm. than before where it was. There was zero decision window. You just right. had the one straight focus. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now you can still at least point yourself. Kind of. We were we we're discussing like your power's off. You're trying to reboot your ship, and you're throwing your weight in one direction to try and like roll your ship to the left. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a fun change. Mm -hmm. uh, another fun change to one of them's a clarification and one of them's a change to range zero attacks. They clarified that if you two ships are touching, they're at range zero for all the attacks, mm -hmm. even if you have like an Etta with a bullseye arc and you are your corner is touching someone's side. So if you drew from your bullseye, there would be space. You're still at range zero. Yeah, I think this was already universally how it was being played. Um, they just made it very yeah. clear in the rules yeah. now. Um, I think the bigger thing is force can no longer be used at range zero. So like to modify attack dodges. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, so I had an instant where um, I was uh, I was bumped, and the enemy ship was bumped in such a direction that our arcs weren't at range zero. But yeah, our, and, and so like. He had me an arc at range one, but we were bumping at, uh, you know, like on the rear of him or something like that. Yeah, and, uh, if, you, if you're a large ship and you're bumping something to the side from one of your back mm -hmm. corners. And, but it was that we were at range zero of each other, so it was a range zero attack. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what this kind of like spells out. Yeah, something else yeah. someone pointed out is that if you, uh, if you side slip and bump, uh, you can wind up literally like straight base to base with someone, but sticking out in front of them. You're in their arc, but you're at range zero. Uh, right. Yeah. So stuff like that. It's just uh, it clarifies a lot of obviously the intent of range zero attacks. It's it's rules like these that they write that when I read them, I go, "Hey guys, what does this mean?" And then you tell me in like layman's terms, and I'm like, "Okay, cool." Another rules change that I still am not sure I understand properly. Uh, Doug, what is the rule change about moving while on an obstacle now? Oh, yeah. I hate this rule. Um, 
So apparently what it is, like, so when I first read it, I misunderstood. I thought it was like yes. if somebody dropped like a, a rig cargo chute or something on you, it didn't trigger until you moved. Or like a chaff missile or something. Yeah, but mm. that is not the case. What it actually means is if I do a one straight and I land on a rock, I suffer the consequences of the rock. But then let's say that my template will still go over the rock next turn. It does not trigger from the movement the next turn. Like it, essentially, it says hitting a rock only triggers once across the two moves. Uh, the, there's an exception, like if you get bumped back onto the rock, it triggers again because um, you're overlapping. Because you're overlapping, yeah. But uh, uh, what I don't remember the exact verbiage, but it's before a ship moves. If it is overlapping an obstacle, it does not suffer the effects of moving through that obstacle. So because moving through and overlapping are distinct now. Correct. As long yeah. as you don't land back on, if it's a big enough rock and you're one straight puts ends back on it again yeah that you'd suffer done, again. yeah done that that's that's how i got knocked out of the kyber cup yeah, by having yathane yeah. ionized with his front corner on the big rock doing a one straight and having his back corner yeah. on the big rock. that will still affect you according to this yep. new rule but now <laughs> as long as your maneuver ends off the rock you do it's as if you never hit the rock that turn it also oh. helps you at getting double dipped by things like electro chaff clouds and uh, rig cargo shoots. And like, is there a lot of a difference? Like, how much of a difference in skill is it if you put just your corner on the rock or your nub also overlaps? That's an eighth of an inch. Mm -hmm. Like, where is one person? I don't know. Like, I can see wanting to make that pretend yeah, that, to be the same. That's an advantage <laughs> template margin of error there. And and I and. So, like, going back to when they said they were going to make all these changes, like, sometimes it's an MPE, and I know, like, so I know you can't get tractored onto obstacles, but you can still get tractored in front of obstacles and such, whatever. So, I remember when it would be like, oh, God, I hope it doesn't reach, and then it would reach, and you're like, oh, this, this sucks. Like, like they, you know, like, they, you feel like they stretched the template. Whatever, you're, like, staring at this, and you're getting mad at it. But yeah. the rocks also now are so murderous, like... You could yeah. kill a ship, theoretically. Yeah, literally, uh, a four-health ship can die from hitting yeah. a rock and then having to go over it the next turn. Yeah, mm -hmm. so do you think that this is like, they're kind of like, hey, we made those rocks like super crazy. Uh, maybe you don't have to like die to this thing immediately. Maybe we double dip, or we remove the double dipping. Especially if yeah, 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 yeah. Because I, I like the obstacle rules. I like that they're super deadly. But I, I'm, I'm kind of okay with this because... Yeah, you could super die, or if a new player hits an obstacle and they're just keeping going, and like they said that they wanted it better for newer players, and they would just die on asteroids now. I so. uh, I only understood this like five minutes ago, so I haven't really formed an opinion because I was under the impression it was how Doug thought, and I did not see any of the arguments over the mm -hmm. weekend on the internet. So uh, I yeah. don't have an opinion yet, but it's interesting. I'm not yeah. mad about it, I don't think. Yeah, we, we all misunderstood it with, with that same assumption. Uh, props to Matt Ritz for being the one to actually read the words as written. RTFC. Yeah, exactly. I will uh, say I'm not a fan of it. I don't, it's, I'm not going to make a stink about it or anything, but I don't like it. Can I, can I ask why you don't like the rule? Yeah, I like, I liked that rocks were more punishing for landing on them, and I feel like this takes away from it. Gosh, okay. now you think that landing on feels essentially the same as going over. Yeah, I mean, you still get your action, you get to shoot if you go over it instead. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, like... As far as damage, like, damage risk goes, that is the same, okay. now. Yeah, like, uh, I don't know. It's To me, part of it was, like, in the learning process, like, 
rocks being extra punishing for landing on them encouraged you to avoid them, essentially. And this also leads to weird cases where, like, you'll intentionally land on a rock to block somebody, and then you don't, you're not punished for it the next turn and stuff like that. I, don't, I just, it's, it's not a big deal. I just, I'm not a fan of it. I was, I was genuinely curious about your reasoning. Yeah. I also oh, that, that, that don't like valid. it because it's the first AMG rule where everybody reads it and goes, "Wait, what does this mean?" Like, it's so awkwardly phrased and unclear without actually like breaking it down. Yeah. See, what I get out of it is that in my head, I still try and think of X-Wing as a three-dimensional game, but you're still playing all on the same Z-plane. Uh, asteroids, in my mind, are round. So if I overlap it, I take damage because I brushed against that asteroid but kept going, you know, scraped off the paint, whatever. If I stop and I'm overlapping asteroid, I am touching it at that one point. And if I take off from it again, I'm not scraping against it anymore. It's like, you know... Okay, uh, this is... You can make a different argument for the same scenario, though, where, like, this is all supposed to be happening over, like, a couple of seconds. So moving over it again is still scraping along it until you get past it. Would be the counter-argument to that. Fair enough. Also, I I think it's inherently flawed to think about X-Wing as a 3D game in regards to mechanics. Oh, 100%. It's it's just when my brain gets stuck. That's fair. Um, yeah, this is this is my scrub moment. But having played squadrons, you can definitely scrape along. Oh my god! Yeah. More than oh my second. god! Yeah, like you can. Yeah. Player error killed me a lot more than any enemy pilot. Yeah. Player believe, is the well, name when you kill yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Believe it or not, like scraping along does more damage to your ship than hitting it once. Yeah. You know what's funny is I still think I'm a badass, and I'm going to go in between asteroids, like playing X-wing still, and I'm like, oh, I can fit my ship through here, and I start hitting stuff, and I'm like, damn it! And just like you said, in a uh, uh, in squadrons, like I used to do that all the time. I'm like, oh, I'll flip my A wing around in the asteroids, and then I'm just like ping, uh, pinballing yeah. everything. <laughs> you become a pachinko machine. Yes. Oh, yeah. I... and you're just spinning. It's wild. <laughs> yeah. It's, but uh, yeah. since I I just realized that I just understood the new rule as we were talking about it. I don't like I said I don't have an opinion, but I definitely see Doug's side, and I definitely see your, the other side too. Like I can see valid valid reasons on each side and uh i don't know well, i'm gonna have to play with it and see before i formulate an opinion right and again all our opinions here yeah i'm not gonna raise a big stink oh no about for it. sure like, i'm not saying you I'm, not, I'm just yeah i'm not losing my mind over this rule this is gonna ruin x-wing or anything i, I just okay. i think you it, don't i think you don't for me it was unnecessary would you, what'd you say greg would you like to write a letter by any chance? Oh, I've, I've already written many letters to AMG. Okay. But they're okay. all open. If they're else all open. Sign. Right. Yeah, we'll, we'll be starting... I only, le- sign clo- I only read closed letters. <laughs> yeah. We'll be starting a legacy uh, 2.5 spring 2022 format uh, soon. Oh, 2.5.0. <laughs> no, so, why would you say Yeah, that was the rules changes to the rules reference guide. There were also some card erratas that came out with this change. Uh we already discussed Ursa Ren being kind of the uh, the the NPE for a lot of people, especially folks who had not read it. This is where, oh, props to Clint and Dan, because they were watching the game between uh, Doug and Nick Sperry, both of whom had uh, uh, the Ursa Ren. And the fact is that it's changed to where it's no longer as abusive. Uh Simple things, just a quick run over the other erratas. Uh, BB Astromech and BB-8 got moved to the system phase. Don't you know rely on a blue boost anymore. Uh, blue move. Contraband cybernetics, charge can no longer be recovered. And there's changes to how Reaper and Striker ailerons work. It's now a boost rather than a maneuver. 
if you I want to go into the heavy, yeah, that's probably the biggest change, uh, particularly for Reapers, because Reapers is a may instead of a must like it was before. So they essentially all get the first half of Duchess's ability, which I think breathes a lot of life into the Reaper. Yeah, especially yeah, since they're, they're, the, they're, the, they're the crew carrier that's not a eight point decimator. If you want to carry crew, Reapers are pretty much your only challenge because the Lambda's still not in standard. Ooh. F. Indeed. But then uh, points. Points changed as yeah, well. Yeah, bands or, are the only other point. thing we didn't go over. Which Oh. Uh, Hall upgrade got banned. I'm sure they'll explain Should why. Trajectory got banned. Yeah, I'm happy about I, that one. I, had a, I heard a really good theory about why Hull got banned. It's because when you look at a cards on the table, Hull upgrade is not immediately obvious to the eye. Yeah. Like shield upgrade is. Right. I have removed ships, my own ships yeah. with hull upgrade before they were dead because I was looking at the card and forgetting hull upgrade. It's a easy mistake to make. So this seems like a decent way to avoid that confusion altogether. Especially if you only... There's, if they're going to cost the same, which they do, um, there's no reason to have both in. Unless you want... There's You could want both. But clearly they don't want you to be able to take both. So it's moot. Yeah. Uh, other things that got added to the ban list uh, was it Trajectory Sloan, Simulator? Sloan, uh, Fire, Trajectory Simulator, Sabine, Hull Upgrade. I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of which I think I, I'm not aware. Okay, Hull Upgrade was super common. Uh, I think they pointed mm-hmm. out that in the Kyber Cup list there were 111 Hull Upgrades. And that's just ridiculous. Uh, I do also love that at the beginning of 2.5, everybody lost their mind because you just slap Hull Upgrade and everything and it's boring. And now that Hull Upgrade is banned, everybody's losing their mind that Hull Upgrade is banned. Like, <laughs> Classic X-Wing. Well, I feel seen. I don't... <laughs> very true, very true. Uh, but yeah, they ran a points change and oh boy did uh, the design paradigm change. For starters, only the Empire and uh, the Separatists yeah, yeah. and, and Rose and yeah. the Resistance. <laughs> yeah, Ro- well, uh, no, it's uh, BB-8 uh, oh, pod right. and technically still the autopilot drone. Technically, the autopilot drone and the Nashta pup. Nashta pup costs one one point. Sir. Oh, dude. Yeah. Well, hey, it's cheaper. That's true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that two point fellowship is not a thing in Rebels, Resistance, or Republic anymore. Or Contra- yeah, Contrail up to three points gets a loadout. Hobby up to three gets a loadout. Uh, all of the like, all of them went up to three and got a loadout. Mm-hmm. Um, Blount, Ahav, and Andrew as well. Rivas, Rivas as well. But they reduced a lot other a lot more ships in some factions to two points and still give them loadout points, which I think is incredibly interesting. And that's a uh, the first thing I'm going to jump on for my take Seems on these like points. the best way to make TIE Fighters work. Yeah, exactly. And TIE give Fighters. Them, and give them stuff. <laughs> yeah. TIE Fighters right now, they're all the named TIE Fighters except for Runner are three or two points. They all have loadouts that work with them. And some of them, the ISB Jingoist, who has an illicit slot and three points of loadout, so you can throw all sorts of combos on them is two points. You can only run two of them, but that's an I-4 with a great ability for two points. Also, their boy, um, Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon, three points, uh, with a great loadout, nine points, and... 
a great lot, ability as well. Yeah, a lot of slots, great ability. Uh, folks have been sleeping on him because he was, what, was he four points and went down to three? Yeah, he was four before. And uh, four points for a TIE fighter is often a lot to ask for a TIE fighter. Uh, but yeah, gosh, TIEs, I am hyped. I am looking at uh, Defender Vader, who also went down in points, with uh, some TIE friends. And man, I have to say, as somebody who flew a lot of Defender Vader, I am not happy about this change. <laughs> Hopefully, he's still bad, but I doubt it. And, uh, like a two-point discount in ship value is huge. Went from eleven to nine. Yeah. Uh, luckily, Polyp came down to five, boys, because that's the only chance we got. <laughs> yeah, Polyp is appearing in some of my scum lists now. Uh, scum got a lot of interesting changes. They have a lot of lot more fours now, and a lot of really solid fives. They were five was a weak spot for them before, and now five is really solid. As three, uh, the six were all at four and borderline unplayable. Yeah, now they're now the the good two six at four. Like Sarasu and Genesis at four both seem really solid because they could both bring Protorps. Yes, and then the rest of six at three also seem decent. Like I scum got a lot of help. Um. Mandalorian got gutted, but that was fair. What yeah. uh, what they do to him? He lost eight points of loadout. Uh, I was a, I was a naysayer of such high numbers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you just have to make actual choices with him now. Yeah, which is just putting whatever you want on him. Which, I have which is with a fine, lot right? It should be okay. Yeah, yeah. Al- and Outmaneuver's twelve now. Have we mentioned that? That's huge. yeah. Oh, and Outmaneuver's ten. Yep. The, yeah, a lot of the quote-unquote easy mode cards, hull, afterburners, outmaneuver, just the slap-on because it's the best use of the points in that slot, um, those are gone now. Like, I would they're... like to take a very serious moment of silence. Please pour one out for my boy Sunfock, who can no longer take in snare and afterburners. <laughs> like I said. <laughs> like I said. Sunfock is gone, but not forgotten. He's probably not even gone. Well, he's just not nearly as tough. God, I hope he's. I hope he's gone. At he's least to the a little more you. distant. Like he visits less often. Um, so talking about CIS though, uh, Doug. Um, okay, Grievous. Now that. Uh, uh, oh my gosh! Now that outmaneuver and afterburners are hiked, uh, is he is he as good as he was before? I mean, he is worse, but I think he's still good. Uh, my gut says you still just put out maneuver on him and then deal with not having afterburners, which he used to do all the time. Right. Uh, or if you really like afterburners, then you take like afterburners predator or something like that, and you're still fine. Uh, I was looking uh, at uh, afterburners and then uh, treacherous still. Uh, treacherous is always good. It yeah, it's I think it's a lot more. Uh, it depends on your list a lot more for treacherous. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I was going to also ask you. Uh, the Separatist drone, were they two points with three loadout points prior to this change? No, oh. they were three points with, like, three loadout points. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now, and Discord missiles went down to three. Yep. And then there's the Hauer shell prototypes that are two points with four loadouts. So you can put energy shells on them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also the whatever his name is, where your buddies can spend calcs to change all crits to hits. Uh, um, yeah, but is he even one? I guess he's a I two mean, He's, point he's got like whatever. seven points of upgrades now. And, um, I mean, vultures hate crits, and like, you hate crits in cargo. I'm not saying he's good, but like, I don't know. Look at him. Right, and the Horde Charles uh, is a, a, a two-pip. Um, Correct, yeah. Ship, yeah just they, they just all... case people did. But, uh, I, I, does this breathe life into the vultures, do you think? Uh, maybe. <laughs> so um, I'm actually kind of excited to get. I want to put Cad Bane on the on the on the 
board. And mm -hmm. then I think I'm going to put five uh, vultures, and that's probably the separatist drones and the horde child just because of the points. What are you um, going to do with the other five points, Greg? <laughs> Uh, Grievous? What do you? Yeah. Grievous is still five. He did not change. Yeah, Grievous is still five. Well, that's what I was saying. Was that's why I was like, okay, well, is Grievous still good? And uh, I, you know, I didn't want to get too far into it, but I know that Grievous had what, and I, I hate saying solved, but he was solved. Like he was. If you didn't oh, yeah. put afterburners and outmaneuver, like that was the optimal thing. Like Manaru was solved as well. Like, yeah, there are a few uh, ships that we knew the optimal loadout in every situation. Right, and so that was that one. But I mean, like seriously, Cad Bane and General Grievous with five other ships. With yeah, I mean, you got a seven ship list there. That seems yeah, seems for easy. sure. You know, and, and um, the, to, I get a go ahead. I uh, say to to talk about vultures more. Like in general, what this points change did is it lowered the ship count average, or at least it should. Like you can still fit five ship lists, but they feel weaker than they were before. Uh, same with like six ship lists. Uh, so I think in general you'll see a lot more four ship lists, which means you you'll probably also see three ship lists because uh, they can actually put up a fight against more stuff. I like um, I like that. Personally. Yeah, and all of that means vultures have a higher chance of living to shoot. Um, yeah. So and they like vultures are just strictly better than they were last points change because now you get loadout with them. Yeah, like uh, you can right. bring three with discords now, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah you do three area of denial, the, we all know that that's three of the separatists with discords and two of the. I assume you're doing the Howers with energy shells. Um, uh, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, and that's like that's not anything to ignore. Like three discord no. discords are nerfed because uh, they're only one agility now, and you can shoot them at range zero, so it's a lot easier to get rid of them. Oh, but, gotcha. I did not realize uh, that. Yeah, but one way to think of it is what uh, was the what did you say? Would you spend Jeff? a calculate to give somebody a web that's disabled? Yeah. That yeah. checks out. Yep. Yeah, every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I think Discord still have a place. Um, so yeah, like I think I, I don't know if it's good enough or not, but it's definitely better than what CIS had before. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. I think it's got some options. Yeah. Uh, change to uh, upgrade slots. The Delta Seven Ether sprites all lost their missiles. So did the Delta Seven Bs. Not that uh, ever took them, but. Yeah, not that anyone ever took them for the missiles. But, uh, yeah, Barris Afi going from three Ooh, to four points. That, they gave her two more loadout points to make up for it, but she lost a missile. So She also went up from three to four is the bigger thing. Yeah, I'm way happy they lost the missile because people yeah. were bringing people. Well, I was I brought Barris with whatever missile you wanted. And then people were bringing uh, Plo Koon and Mace. One of them had magpuls, and so yeah. their first shot was hitting with the magpuls, and then they would just hit you with their seven other ships, you know, that they brought. Uh, so I really like that they took that away. Yeah, removal of the missiles was a good choice across the board for them because mm. it just made them because instinctive aim exists, and they all have force mm. inherently. They essentially mm. are just three die ships, and whenever a turn, whenever a, a average round is only lasting like six rounds. Uh, it's a lot easier to just dummy fire missiles whenever you have the opportunity. Right. Yeah, especially because you can still focus a lot because your action. You're just like firing a three-die gun well, normally with a single action. And you can instinctive aim with a lat uh, backing you up. True, too. Yeah. true. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's... Actually, speaking of lats, did uh, Hawk? He did have... lose... I think he went down to 20 instead of 23. 20, yeah. Okay. So you have to make a few choices on them now, which is good because before it was literally just bring everything you want. 
Yeah, well, it was. What they did was they raised Hound to 23 loadout now. Yeah, but he's an extra point, right? He's no, five he's still five. five. Nope, he's five yeah. and five, but he's a two. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, he's an I two. Uh, and he gains a deploy. Yeah, I mean, he at least has a uh, an ability that would probably trigger more often than Hawk. Regardless, that's good that yeah. they're they're noticing stuff like that. Justin, I like that. Yeah, you've traded the uh, the ah. massive loadout for Hound having a much lower uh, pilot skill. Duh. Did you see that Kylo Ren came down a point? I did, yes. Him and Wylo and I think Hollow came down as well. First Order in general got pretty buffed. Like They pretty much just sure. lost Revis and everything else got better. SF Gunner going down to five points. So hyped about that. Man, it's a core part of the ship. Yeah. I'm about that. I'm about that life. I like that. Uh, uh, I keep wanting to put uh, First Order on the table and then like I'm just like, gross. But I also don't know how to uh, list build very well. So, Doug, if you could, if you could uh, build some list for me, that'd be great. Arg. So, uh, speaking of silencers, Blackout, uh, who is also an I5, correct? Going oh, up to yes. 20 loadout points. Talent, mm-hmm. double tech, torpedo, missile. Uh, at Get six... your pro tops here. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Six, yeah. six points. That is. Uh, a very good, you know, put Protorps on him, and after he fires him, he's still a silencer, which is So great. many Protorps now. Like, I built a scum list with four ships, and all of them have Protorps, and all were I-4 or higher. Like, one of them is Fen Rao. He has Protorps now. Yeah. Um, but his afterburners. He never had them, because Mandalorian Optics is better. Once Mandalorian Optics came out, yeah, exactly. Was like head for Mandal- <laughs> for fangs, but now you get Mandalorian optics and Protorps on Fenrau at I six. So that's nah, something. Do you think uh, that they're a problem? I don't know yet. I haven't played a game with the new stuff yet. But they no, well, I, do, I just meant Protorps. Like, oh, I don't know. Like, I don't know if they're a problem yet. They, I've built a lot of lists with Protorps, but I'm also I am, playing scum. I, it is my early concern that Protorps might need to go up because they are so spammable. It seems like in a couple of the factions, right? And so uh, originally, when 2.0 came out, uh, I did not build a list that didn't have Protorps in it because I was like, oh, this is this is cheap. Why wouldn't I just take this? And I don't remember how many points. It was like six points back then. Eight yeah. to start. Eight, eight, eight points, eight yeah. With extra munitions for free. And so, yeah, and it was like, oh, well, I'm not not going to bring this. And then now that they've switched all this back into it, it's like, well, I'm not not going to bring, you know, because you're like, oh, 12 points. Oh, I still got eight points left over. Hey, look at this. Like, So I, I was also thinking or looking at the Pro Torps, and then um, I heard about Doug's list and everything he said about it. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, so like I uh I was looking at a lot of scum and scum seems to be built towards missile alpha strikes these days, um with the new the six coming down, Manaru and Genesis, um, Y Wings all coming down as well in scum, Cavil's down to five, um Lee Mackay is an I five down at four points now with enough for Protorps and a turret, a dorsal turret. So mm. um I think there's a lot of opportunities in scum for Protorps. Um, she has Rebels also get a ton of options. Yeah, uh, that sounds reasonable and true. I have not looked at rebels yet. Uh, so mm. all of the four point X wings that went up to five now have room for protorps. Uh, Dutch gained a torp slot, so he can take protorps. Um, most of the Y wings can like that's they, they have a lot of options for them. Yeah, that's uh, resistance Y wings had wartime loadout go from four to ten points, 
But all of the named Y-Wings got a six-point loadout upgrade, except for Zori Bliss, who only went from 20 to 24. But we were talk- <laughs> yeah, exactly. we were talking about this a lot this weekend. Uh, also, because one of my opponents that I had to play twice, uh, Ted W., great player, flew at a resistance salad list, uh, had Zori Bliss out there with wartime loadout. And I saw those five shields, and my brain immediately went to, oh, I can't, I can't burn through that much health. And I chose to not engage in our first game. And after the first thing, when I realized I was going to be playing him in the first round of the cut, Doug said, that's just a B-Wing with a shield upgrade. Engage it. And uh, here's the thing. They will burn down if you focus fire on them, but you're focusing fire on a cheap ship. They are all three or four points, again, except for Zori, who is... God, Zori is so good. That ability of hers can just be well, brutal. But uh, they all lost the triple modification gimmick uh but yet they you've still got like a a three of them at three points uh two of those have talents you can bring some really tanky stuff in resistance now for a while there it had been written off as a lost faction but i think 2.5 has given resistance a real uh revival bucket however um... oh gosh bucket going from two to three I don't know about the fireball guys. They got a lot more loadout, but I'm still not sold on them as a ship. There's, there's bad ships in a lot of factions, though. Well, they um, they weren't great before. The, the Scum Falcon oh, exists. Like, oh man, they yeah, I mean, all like of them you were points, but, you yeah. weren't taking Bucket because he was a fireball. You were taking him because he was two points. Like, right. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not what you would be. There still might be something with Kaz, and I don't know, maybe somebody finds some janky shenanigan. I mean, Bucket has a crew slot again, so that's still a cheap crew carrier. Maybe mm-hmm. there's something with that. Um, I don't know. Yeah, the, the Fireball's always been a weird chip. But mm-hmm. in general, Resistance does have a lot of interesting builds now. Like, uh, all of their T70s are five or more now, but the, they pretty much all went to five except for the Pose and the Foil Flippy Snap. Um, yeah. But so you can build a lot of four T70 lists and they all get a lot of loadout and like, I don't know, maybe there's something with that now. Um, They have a lot of options. Rebels did not get a lot of changes uh, that feel like... Han Solo would disagree, sir. Also Luke Skywalker. (laughs) Does Han have his list back, his handbrake back? Uh, no, no, because... He does have his list back, but initial damages is banned. Is banned. Hey! Uh, he's had it since the last since 2.5, but but he went down to eight points instead of nine. Yeah, there's a lot oh, of minor changes. Uh, I think with trajectory simulator going out of the rotation, uh, they changed up B wings. B wings are all five points except for Hera, who is six. That didn't so, last long. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. The, they made up four by yeah, also- no four point B wings, guys. <laughs> like, yeah, terrible. with trajectory <laughs> sim and everything you could put on them. Yeah, you're like ah, maybe we should have done that. I wonder. I wonder if some of these were a little heavy-handed. Like, there were a lot of ships where they increased their ship value and nerfed some other aspect about them. So, like, Gina and Netrum both went up to five, and they can no longer trajectory bomb. And, like, were they that big of a problem at four points without trajectory simulator? They gave I don't them know, plus but... five and plus seven loadout points, though. Yeah, but, like, Raylan and Ten were clearly worse than the two of them because they were five points, even though they're just better ships. So I don't know that the loadout is enough to matter i don't know like it, it's too early to really say it just kind of feels like an over nerf it could be could be uh, and it could be especially when trajectory's banned now too and maybe 
Yeah, who knows? Like, yeah, yeah, that's that's what I mean. It's like because they yeah. banned trajectory on top of it, like, yeah, but was it necessary for them to go up? Which, but... let the record show, yeah. we at least Doug and I are both in favor of banned trajectory. It's a it's a poorly designed card. It's just not fun to play against. Like, <laughs> and I think AMG uh, has embraced a lot of the. This isn't fun to interact with, so we're going to get rid of it. Like, I think Pyre is a perfect example. I don't think Pyre was breaking the meta, but it's not fun to start a ship double stressed on your side. Like, so just get rid of it. Yeah, agree. Uh, some. I do have to also pour one out for uh, Jack Porkins going up to five points. Uh, boo. So, so oppressive. Boo. MG uh, hates Jack Porkins. Me too. Um, <gasps> why? Um, I feel like liar. this is well established. That the I, Jack yeah, he's, well, he's a caricature. It hurts um, every time. I will point out that Doug's top eight opponent Took Porkins almost all the way against Doug. In fact, he did take him all the way. He was the last. He was the last guy. standing. Yeah, but that he held was... it one time out of all of the times. He, <laughs> he did actually it. hold it exactly one time. <laughs> I called it. Uh, quick mention about four point X wings though. Uh, Colby Sperato is still four points, and she has an illicit slot. And Notorious is a thing, and that seems pretty good on her next. Oh yeah, it's a free. Anyway. Yeah. You shouldn't notorize those X-Wings. So if you if you don't know Colby's abilities, after you perform a barrel roller boost action, you may flip your equipped uh, upgrade, your servo motors. So like you take Notorious R4 and then three-point illicit of choice. Yeah, there's so many do, good ones. <laughs> yeah, you can do a whole lot of focus boosting, uh, flipping your foils back open, being a three-die gun, and then anything that shoots before you gets strained, and you get a reroll against them too. That seems pretty good for four points. Yeah, yeah that seems pretty good. with that. Pretty good. Um... Yeah, Antorius is good all around. Um, Manaru is somebody I want to touch on. She went up from four to five, which feels like a huge nerf. But got um, a huge loadout points upgrade. She got now. a six-point loadout point upgrade, um, which originally all I could find my Dengar crew, and I was like, this is. I was pretty down on Manaru until I read what Gar Saxon crew did, and uh, that gives yeah. Gunner, yeah, gives her a decent chance of being a four die gun a lot of the times, um, especially with Notorious on her and the Pain Bot. She can target lock, and she has two built-in rerolls, so she can just remove her own lock. What does Gar what Saxon does do? Oh. All right, I'm gonna explain what Gar Saxon is first. While you perform the target lock action, you can only choose an object in your front or rear arc. While you perform a primary attack, if the defender is in your front or rear arc, you may remove one orange or red token from the defender to roll one additional die to a maximum of four. So what Smittle was talking about is Manaru has plenty of rerolls already built in. So you target lock them, and then you spend your target lock to roll a fourth die at range two to three. Still have your rerolls. You have okay. like overtuned to still get calculates uh, for a fully modded shot. So it, it makes her a pretty heavy gunship. Um, I am bring, I'm, and like I'm still bringing Gamut Key with her um, with the coordinate and also the ability to hold tokens. And yep. um, Gamut also can target lock rotate. Which means um, she can spend. They're the same initiative. Mandor can spend Gamut's target lock. She can spend anybody else's target lock. It's any red or orange token, right? Yes. Or orange. Mm-hmm. So she can remove stress, strain, like the strain from Notorious if she's in a pinch. Um, she can have all kind of options to trigger Gar. Yeah, mm-hmm. Gar Saxon uh, R5P8 punishing one title, cutthroat, and torn between the idea of overtune modulators or false transponder codes. I'm on team overtuned all the way because um, the uh, the double modded ter- like the that turn those mods are huge. Um, the weakness in a Manaru list is that you try to kill Manaru first, and overtuned is really good at helping prevent that. Okay, um, I'm also on team Notorious either way over Cutthroat 
if you're not using Notorious somewhere else in the list. If you are using Notorious somewhere else in the list, I'm all about Cutthroat. Like I have it on the Mandalorian in that list. All right. So. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's fair. Since you can't put, well, you can still put Outmaneuver on him, but almost nothing else. Yeah. Uh, it looks yeah, like- no, that's fair. If you've got Notorious on the list, then I would 100% always bring Cutthroat on Mandalorian. Yeah, I'm, br- I'm bringing that list to the uh, the table this week in uh, Wednesday night. So Wednesday Awesome. Week. I've got a pretty fun Mandalorian list as well. There's no Mandalorian, though, but Pro Torp Fenrau. <laughs> Fair. All right. So, uh, yeah, points changes have, uh, I mean, it's weird to say breathe new life into it because 2.5 only been around for a couple months. Uh, it's definitely reshifting the meta. Also, yeah. before we wrap this up real quick, I want to shout out my boy Anakin in, in the Delta 7B who got a talent slot for some reason. He and has two points of loadout, which is way more than he needs. So slap out maneuver on that baby and call it a day. That's what uh, that, like, that's like Anakin got a talent. I'm like, sounds like out maneuver. Yeah. Like, sounds like out maneuver. Uh, <laughs> both Vader's also got talents. So like, if you Why? if you've always dreamed of a Juke Defender Why? Vader, now you can live that dream. Uh, if you want to be a pseudo Defender Vader with the Gambit good. on Advanced Vader, you're good there. Please uh, stop telling the world about this. Also, all 200 of our listeners. Let them take out maneuver out. on either of them. You know, just 4K out maneuver them. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, don't fly Defender Vader. Uh, it makes you a bad person. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> People are quitting the game right now. <laughs> the biggest thing I found is they bumped out maneuver up to 12 points, and I was still like, but what can I fit it on? No. Yeah. Oh, um, it's yeah, so like, true, though. Like I can bring, you can bring out maneuver uh, Fenrau, like outmaneuver yeah. Mandalorian optics Fenrau fits, like it's which so is the exact true. same build as before. Actually, they just increased Fenrau's loadout points by the increase of outmaneuver. <laughs> so I mean, you know what? Jokes on them. Now I can bring uh, Jen Greasy and not have to bring so many charge tokens. True. This is good, this is good for me. Thanks, AMG. But sincerely, <laughs> yeah, thanks, AMG really helping the uh, <laughs> the casual players out there that don't want to pack all their crap. So here's an interesting thing that we haven't had enough time to see play out, but I think we can say that in from from what we've seen so far of 2.5, uh, there's been enough time to kind of establish a meta. Outmaneuver at six points was really prevalent. I mean, we saw a lot of that, right? It was auto-include pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think Outmaneuver and Enduring were the talents that you saw. If you They were the two talents I used the most. Yeah. So, <laughs> what was Enduring before the points change? Two. And now oh, it's mine. five? Okay. It's now, yeah, five. now it's five. Yeah. But so outmaneuver, just the existence of outmaneuver seems to say joust. You know, we want you going nose to nose with this ship or you'll pay for it. And that seems really weird because I saw, again, watching a lot of Doug's games with his outmaneuver Luke, the idea of coming in on the flank. Do you turn away from the objectives to avoid taking that outmaneuver Protorp? Or do you say, I have to deal with the rest of this list? It forces so many weird decisions, but at the same time, it penalizes you so hard. That was really outmaneuver strength that was forcing those decisions. Um, Yeah, and something that makes you do that at six points seems far too powerful. Twelve is, it means if you're going to bring out maneuver, again, you are committing to it. But also removes a lot of the, like, Towards the end, it was super popular to put it on like Zertic Strom, which just makes that three point ship super annoying to deal with when he's outmaneuvering you and stuff like that. It just, it, the bump increase also eliminated a lot of the like wimpy pilots taking it just to be super annoying. Oh, yeah. I also want to touch on Enduring real quick. Uh, this is a ruling that I had wrong uh, that I don't know, maybe it's just our area has been playing wrong for a long time. 
But uh, so like with Zeb, I know we used to do it. If you roll all blanks uh, with Enduring or like Zeb, you still take hit like hits first and then crits. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah because the way they're both worded is you neutralize during the neutralize results step. You cancel crits first, which is specifically evade results canceling hit results. Cancels crit results first instead. Checks out. But the so damage step is a separate step that you okay. suffer hits first and then crits. So if it's hit crit coming into me and I blank out, I still suffer hit crit in that order. Correct. But, but if, if I roll, get one of eight, roll, it would be yeah. a crit gone and I take a hit. Correct. Yes. Exactly. Gotcha. Now I'm looking through because you said Check something out. about cheap ship without maneuver. And I'm wondering. Are there three-point ships with 12 points of loadout and a talon? Uh, I'm hoping not, because... There, I mean, there might be one. Is Contrail? How many points does Contrail have? Uh, Eleven. What about Target? One, one yeah, other yeah. thing they did with this points change, uh, I'm not positive if it's true across all seven factions, but by and large, there are no three attack die ships at three points or less. Right. Oh, for sure. There's not even any uh, anymore in scum. At three points or less? Interesting. Correct. In, in standard, like, correct, yeah. The uh, alphas yeah. and the strikers aren't three points. There is, yeah, there is the uh, Zeb in the attack shuttle, but... Yeah, it's extended, though. For, yeah, from, from experience, don't bring Zeb in the attack shuttle. Don't, I mean, it's I mean, at three points, that sounds like a really good deal, but it's extended. Unless you're Greg, it's a bad idea. Greg the king. You took Zeb, you, you Yeah, Zeb. the thing is, there's no spammable three attack... Like You can max out at five three attack die ships in a list now. Um, Which is probably fine. Yeah, it's probably fine. The offense was really, really high in the first meta of this game. I'm I I so when when two point five first came out, I was like, wow, you can really just take whatever you want, and you can make these six ship rebel lists or whatever. Uh, and now <laughs> I think they realized that yeah, okay, maybe maybe we shouldn't do all that. And now you can take like six ship lists, but like uh, Doug said, they're now brought down a bit they are brought yeah, it, down to it feels a like level. you're making meaningful list building sacrifices to fit and, six yeah. ships in and that sounds great that's uh, hey i here, like here. that i found <laughs> guys do you want to bring three three-point ships that can fit out maneuver and have talent slots you can do it in the resistance with finn in the pod aftab akbar in the y-wing and kai thranali oh sorry not Aftab, uh, kai thranali and uh shasa zaro in the in the uh, you're, white wings. You're not yeah. flanking anybody with those ships. I don't <laughs> want. I know no, no, one. If, thank you. If I flank say, you, if you let Finn outmaneuver you, yes. you deserve it. One hundred percent. Because you turned away from him. It wasn't him turning, doing crazy. <laughs> Finn no. went. Finn went down to three no. points, but got dropped to twelve loadout. Outmaneuver Finn can be a thing if your opponent is dumb enough to turn away from Finn. Yeah. One it's, thing, uh, going back to CIS real quick, Greg, that I meant to mention and forgot. Did you notice mm -hmm. that Dooku went down to seven points? Like oh. the Dooku Sith Infiltrator? Because uh, he's no, got a I, ton of loadout at seven points, so he seems pretty interesting. I, I did not know. Okay, because they were both... Ah, because Dooku and Maul were both at eight, but Dooku had more Yeah, loadout. but they just straight lowered Dooku's price without hurting his loadout at all. So you can you can fit a fat seven point Dooku. Dang. Okay. Cool. 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 I like that they're looking at that. Nice. I did not notice that. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. That's gonna that's gonna change a whole lot. I mean, 
a lot of ships look more, much more playable than they were, which is always the intent when you see a points change. Uh, it doesn't look like they took any particular ships and tried to move them out of play value. Uh, you just have to make different decisions with them. I would argue that interceptors are really bad now, but that's just because the, well, the, the generics, yes, but you can still, uh, there's yeah, still but, okay. So none of the named pilots other than the ones that helped the generic ones were very good. <laughs> and now <laughs> they stayed the same price and the generics went up. So they got worse by proxy. So I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but I, fe- I, I think that interceptors are a little overcosted right now. God, that's so weird because you can't drop them down to three. Oh no, no, I'm not saying they need to get cheaper, but like give them more loadout or or like soon tier. Maybe it shouldn't be six or. Ah! Ah! I mean, yeah. <laughs> but like, is super actually that good in a scenario world? Ah, I don't know. Oh, they gave him three more loadout points. Yeah, but well, that seals it. He's OP. <laughs> Did any of our wild? Uh, 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 Predictions come true. They in fact did not swap the points between pilots with the same name. <laughs> they also did not not adjust any ship values. <laughs> they yeah. adjusted a lot of ship values. I did. Uh, we did say our maneuver would be nerfed hard. We were right about that. We we did indeed. Uh, um, but I I we, we all we all predicted Barris would go up in points, and that was a gimme. Were there any of these changes that we just look at and went why? Defender Vader down to nine. Yeah, that one for sure. I'm one thousand percent that one. <laughs> um, I guess they want him to be played more. My boy Fenral crew went down to four points, but I thought he already was. He was six before. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. My list doesn't fit anymore, and this gun doesn't have two points. I can't make it work anymore. <laughs> I was very surprised that Maul in the gauntlet went up to nine and lost loadout. Value. Yeah, it's true. Maul went up to nine and lost loadout. Maul got nerfed pretty hard. I saw Maul in almost every scum list that wasn't flown by Smittle. So I don't know if that was because it was right or because it was new yeah. and cool. Yeah, so that's the thing is like you saw him a lot, but did he actually do a ton? Yeah, like <laughs> right. I mean, it's fun to play, yeah. so people are playing him a lot. But I don't They'll figure that out. They'll here. come down. Everybody painted their uh, gauntlet. Now it looks like Maul, <laughs> and now, now they got to go. <laughs> Oh, shout out again to Andrew Block. He had a super dope paint job on his mall. He like he yes. had oh, painted like the like the how do you describe Maul's face with all the crackling black and red uh, his tattoos? Oh, yeah. Are they tattoos? Almost like exactly well, tattoos, but the bronze paint job. Everything looked slightly metallic. It was an incredible paint job. Yeah, it was very well done. Also, big shout out to whoever painted Nick Sperry's ships. Uh, whoever yeah, that is, those were also really well done. Incredible. Nick did say he didn't do it himself, so I'm Cubs not fan. <laughs> oh my. Will you let it go? I will not let it go. Let it go. Also, let it go. Went down to nine, so he's probably even better than he was. Yeah, Apollo what went down, down to five. Dace Bonearm went up to Apollo five and got a title. What? Yeah, Dace Bonearm now is extra and the most loadout points. So there is a yeah. world where you could reasonably bring Dace Bonearm. I looked at that. I was like, why in the world would they increase Dace Bonearm? Oh, he can take the title now. That's why yeah. you do not want somebody taking the Moldy Crow title below five points. I certainly want that on Kane and Jarrus <laughs> specifically. I would like my Kane and Jarrus back. FFG. Kane and Jarrus isn't even in the same canon as the Moldy Crow. So? <laughs> canon is what we make of it. Okay, that's fair. Uh, yeah. But did any of the other gauntlets get uh, effect? I think I saw one of the Bo-Katans went up. 
Uh, I don't think any of the others changed prices. Yeah. I know Rook, Rook, neither of the scum ones changed. Yeah. Well, well neither of the others. other scum ones changed. Yeah. I say Gar Saxon, the Empire one, lost some loadout value. Okay, yeah. Uh, Republic Bokehead lost loadout value. That's what I was looking at. Pre Viz was still seven, unfortunately. Bro, you cannot have a six point comment. Please, I want it. Well, I want a six point Fen Rao. Um, we're well, both not getting what we that's want. That's different. Is it? That's. Yes. <laughs> How is it different? You have a six-point fan around. One is a big oh, thing, I, and the other is a little thing. That's true. Ooh. They're both Mandalorian, though, so basically the same. You can fly a four-point fan around if you want to do him in the sheath of feed. You know exactly what fan rounds we're talking about, Matthew. Six points in the Rebel fan. Yeah, and the Rebel fan is worse by a decent margin. Okay. What? Okay. He can't use his own ability on himself. He can use that. His ability is worse. Yeah, than it's also else. his ability is worse than literally the best ability in really? X-wing. Ben <laughs> Rao might like the ability to get to five dice is consistently is ridiculous. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, Ben Rao can't be six, but I would sure like him to be six. <laughs> uh, so here's the weird thing I did not realize. Uh, talking about the Sheathapede, Zeb in the Sheathapede definitely the least played Sheathapede, but has now eleven loadout points. Yeah, but you get a sheathapede with four more initiative and an amazing ability for also four points. <laughs> it's true. All yeah, the sheathapedes are four. Break Fen Rao. When you look at Fen Rao, who has nine loadout, is there anything that you can fit on Zeb that you can't fit on Fen Rao a much better? I want to stress if you're bringing a sheathapede, I think the right choice is to bring Fen Rao even if he had zero loadout points. If no, they're all four points. I don't also, know. AP don't bring sheep. You can oh, bring Saw Guerrero. You can't bring oh. Saw Guerrero. Well, I guess you can. You can do R four Saw Guerrero with Zeb, and you can't get R four on Finn. Eleven, which is the R four is definitely uh, an integral part of that sheet of speed. Saw crew is nine points. Yeah, Saw crew is nine does, points. That's right. Does Zeb have a talent slot? Because you should take he does. Uh, enduring. Out maneuver Zeb. <laughs> no, he's got eleven points. You cannot run out maneuver Zeb. Enduring Zeb does literally good. nothing. Yeah, yeah <laughs> nobody got it. You can't. Nobody got it except for you, Doug. I didn't uh, hear you say it. Uh, the My main wit. thing Zeb can take that Fenra cannot is afterburners. Thank you very much. Which is probably. Not, I want to point out you should probably just put Leia on your sheath speed that you're bringing, yeah, which is probably Fenra. Bring Fen <laughs> with R four and Leia, and then be in a super support ship on both offense and defense. And it's yeah, because like we haven't played one in a long time. We all have probably forgotten how just how good Fen and the sheath speed's ability is. I didn't. I Although played. he's bad against force, which is sad. That's true. Which. It, I mean, everything's worse against Force, I guess. Yeah. Except for Tapusk. Yeah, there's a, a lot of great stuff that have come out of this. I am, and yeah, people, someone was calling people shills for this the other day, and it cracks me up. I am hyped about this. Uh, it's going to take some time. Yeah. Sheesh. Oh. Sheesh. It's going to take some time on the table, and uh, you know, there is some time, but we'll, we'll be giving our thoughts more as we get actual experience with it. But this weekend, like I'm hyped. Yeah. I do want to say, I think I get it. If you don't like 2.5 and you're still mad about it, that's, that's your right. But uh, I think one thing people need to understand is that this is AMG's game. Now they're, they're not obligated to do anything with FFG's product. Like they easily could have just scrapped everything, made a 3.0 and said, deal with it. And instead they are using everything 
that they want to use and providing it to you for free. So like, like there were a lot of people going off about how Holocrate is just a lazy band, but like they just don't want it in the game, so they took it out. Like they easily could have just, like I said, they could have just made a three and made you rebuy everything. So have a little perspective about it. Chill. Chill. All right, I accept being a shill. Yeah. With that, do we have any shout outs this week for folks? Uh, my father, Bob Howe, he played yes. 3.5. Absolutely. Also, he let us yeah. crash at his place, which was Yeah, Bob, Bob put up with Doug and I for a whole weekend, which is uh, kind of heroic in and of itself. I barely saw anybody for the last week. <laughs> uh, also, Tommy Adams, because he won his first ever major tournament, and he was super pumped about it, and he earned it. Yes. He did a great job. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Tommy. Tommy really hadn't won a major tournament at this point? He's so good. That was the first thing he said was, "Hey, I finally won a major event." So I'm gonna assume that he was telling the truth. All right, yeah, tell me, glorious, humble liar. <laughs> what a liar! Oh, uh, God. that's awesome, Tommy. Congrats. Um, Congrats. Yeah, yeah he's, I, he's a great guy. Again, yeah. Again, uh, shout out to uh, Dan and Clint and Emily and Matt, the Midwest Scrubs. Uh, whoa! One of the funniest things they gave in all of these swag bags. We opened them up and we're like. There's a dishwashing sponge in here. What? We were all so confused until I think it was Andrew Block who said, oh, it's to scrub with. And oh, everybody dude. at the entire room went, oh. It, is, it was the scrub down. Yeah, I was yeah. saying it's scrubbed down. Yeah, I have no offense to the scrubs. This is a very low-quality sponge. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Didn't even go. It's insulting the quality go. of the sponges. I'm just saying, oh, it looks like a watermelon, wow. and it's very flimsy. I apologize on behalf of my former podcast. Former. <laughs> oh, shit, am I free? <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna mute you guys then. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, great tournament, great time. Uh, I'll even give a shout out to Doug for driving both ways and uh, you know, fun travel partner. It's it. You should probably shout me out because you didn't have to sit in the back seat of Doug's car for two four hour trips. <laughs> I'm absolutely fine with back seats. I can. Did you have you have you sat in the back seat of Doug's car? I've sat in the back seat of smaller. All right. Okay. Well. Yeah, so my car is big enough to have four doors. So it's, um, <laughs> that is true. My Dan life, what a. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's pretty much what we've got for this week. Next uh, episode, we're going to cover the Rogue class and the Clone Z, pending them being released. Uh, I actually heard today. Apparently, uh, they are on the shelves some places. So go check out your friendly local gaming store. Some folks might be dropping them a little early. Not going to be never going to get talked about. And I had all this pent up rage. Yeah. Well, we were going to do it, but then uh, we talked about it this weekend on the way to the tournament. If you were in the car, you would have known. Yeah, seriously. Uh, Wow. Um, Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't (laughs) want to get through to a thousand people. (laughs) That is true. And uh, we'll also cover what the new rules feel like on the table. So there's a little preview of the next episode. Uh, For for Tashi Station Radio. Hey, I'm Matt. I'm Doug. I'm Alex. And I'm Porg. And we'll see you next time, folks. Chill. 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 What? Well, this is awkward. Tashi Station Radio is brought to you by the team of Greg Smith, Alex Smittle, Doug Howe, and Matt New. If you'd like to help us out with hosting and production costs, you can go to ko-fi.com slash Tashi Station X-Wing and make a donation. It's always appreciated. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at Tashi Station Radio, an X-Wing podcast, for news and updates 
And as always, thanks for listening.